Hello, and welcome to the So You Want to Be a Marine Biologist podcast, where we learn about the ocean, share sea stories, and explore ocean careers. I'm your host, Kara Musia. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello, mermaids, pirates, ocean lovers, and land lovers. Welcome to today's show. First, I wanted to give a huge shout out and thank you to the newest member of the Patreon community, Gabriella, for becoming a patron. If you, like Gabriella, are keen on helping to support the show and keeping the Ocean-tastic episodes coming, please head on over to patreon.com slash marinebiolife and join the group of amazing people that are there. For less than a dive tank refill or a cup of coffee, you can help keep the show going. That's patreon.com slash marinebiolife. Patreon.com slash marinebiolife. Question. How much does it cost for a pirate to pierce his ears? A buccaneer. A buccaneer. I've been hearing from quite a few of you wondering how to get started on a career in marine biology or ocean conservation, what the best way forward is. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you've likely realized that each of my guests has a very different story. They've taken different routes to reach their current dream job, and they've been sharing their stories of how they've gotten these jobs and created the opportunities that resonate with them. But how do you get started? One of the best ways to write your own story, to figure out what you do and don't like, and what jobs will serve you best, and to, and to qualify for the jobs you want is, drumroll please, get experience. Whether you're a student just starting your career or currently contemplating switching your profession, the best way, hands down, to land the job and the life you want is to get some experience. So how do you do that? How do you get this amazing experience? This is often the catch-22 in any field. People don't want to hire you unless you have experience, but then how do you actually get the experience if no one will hire you? The answer? So many different ways. We will start off with volunteering. This is one of, if not the most accessible option for everyone. The benefits of volunteering are extensive. First of all, you meet people. Whether they become your friends or someone that can write you a letter of reference, meeting people is a great reason to volunteer. You can learn from other people's stories, network for career opportunities, or make a friend. All of these can be beneficial for creating the life you want because let's be real, marine biology isn't just a job, it's a lifestyle. You don't get into this field for the paycheck. Though, in my opinion, you shouldn't get into any field for the paycheck You get into it for the love of dolphins or sharks or corals or the ocean as a whole and you find the work fulfilling. Which brings me to my next point. You figure out what you do and don't like. Let's say you get a position at an aquarium scrubbing animal tanks and feeding some of the critters, which initially sounds amazing, but you realize that every time you scrub the tank, you smell like algae and the smell takes days to dissipate despite several showers. Or making the critter food is more tedious than you thought and it's just not your favorite thing. This is all excellent. Treat these revelations as learning experiences. Continue to do your job well, but explore other opportunities. Perhaps while you're scrubbing the tanks, visitors ask questions about the critters and you find that you love answering them and talking to people and interacting with the public. This happened to me during my undergrad when I fed sea turtles and cleaned their tanks. While I love the little turts, I didn't totally love the husbandry side of things, but I did really enjoy educating visitors about the research being done and about sea turtles in general. 
I like to think that this experience led me to start this podcast many years down the line. Another benefit of volunteering is that you learn different organizations and how interconnected that everything is. If you volunteer at a university, for example, chances are you'll be working with a local nonprofit, maybe a government entity, perhaps an aquarium, or a combination of all of these. This also has the benefit of meeting new people and positions or organizations that interest you and can lead to new opportunities for you. The final reason I'll provide here for volunteering is that you learn, period. No matter what role you take in an organization, you're guaranteed to learn something new. And that, my friends, is how you continue to grow as a person. If you're not learning, you're not growing. And if you're not growing, then you're dying, which might be a little dramatic. But if you're listening to this podcast or any podcast for that matter, you're likely learning a thing or two. So let's pack as much life as possible and learn something and go forth and volunteer. Uh, Some examples of places that you can volunteer just to kind of get the juices flowing is where to look. Even if you don't live anywhere near the ocean, you can volunteer at an aquarium, a nature center, a local nonprofit, a local university, local citizen science effort, which I'll get to in a minute. If you don't live in a coastal area, fear not, this still applies to you. Science, particularly natural science, is very, very interconnected. So even if you're in landlocked Wyoming volunteering at a nature center, you'd be surprised at how much translates into the marine realm when and if you're ready to make that leap. So the next way to get experience is internships. Internships, similar to volunteer positions, but the internships positions are typically advertised. So if you're volunteering, you likely need to reach out to that organization that you're interested in and be persistent. Um, Interns, on the other hand, typically use a platform of some kind to advertise the position. They have uh, listed out roles and responsibilities that your internship will be responsible for. Interns can perform very similar tasks to volunteers and they may or may not be paid depending on where you are and what the precedent has been set there. Opportunities for internships can be found worldwide in very similar places and those are again aquariums, nature centers, universities, other research facilities. Figure out what sounds interesting to you, what animal you want to work with or what policy you may want to work on or what subject area in general or just location that sounds cool to you and start doing some research to find organizations hiring. Heads up, if you're a student looking for an internship, January and February are typically when places are starting to hire for their summer positions. So... Make sure you're marking your calendars and dedicating some time to look for those internships. If this is you, if you're a student and you want to get some experience. The third way to get some experience is to leverage your existing skills. So I've been hearing from quite a few of you that have chosen different careers and are looking to break into the marine science realm. And if this is you, I want you to realize that you have skills, valuable, hard-won skills from whatever industry that you're translating into or from. So use these skills. If you have experience in marketing, offer to help an organization that you believe in. Really organize. See if you can do some admin work for a cause that you believe in. If you are super keen to get some field time, but your skills don't necessarily translate or state field biologist, You can likely request field time. If you're doing marketing for a whale research organization, ask if you can come along in the field a couple of times. It'll make you better at marketing and provide you that desired field time. Really, really think about your skills and how they can be applied to any organization and then find work that you believe in and figure out how to make it fulfilling, like being able to feed the penguins at the aquarium every now and again or getting the opportunity to do coral outplantings. 
If you have existing skills, you may not need to find the internships or find the volunteer opportunities. Organizations are looking for skills universally. And again, this could be admin work, marketing, um, accounting. You could work for organizations that you really believe in that do really cool things and maybe have the opportunity to either eventually grow into more of a marine science realm of things or if you find the work fulfilling that you're doing now and you just want to work for an organization that does cool things and maybe you get to go out in the field every now and again that's also something that you could negotiate upon hiring so if that's what your focus is and I would I would encourage you to look for opportunities that already fall under your current umbrella and then see what you can go from there. The final way to get experience is one of my favorites, and that is citizen science. It's one of my favorite things, and it is one of the most powerful ways to get involved. I've talked quite a bit about citizen science on the show. I'm contemplating writing an entire program on citizen science and how to create your own project. Side note, if this is something that interests you, learning how to create your own citizen science program and steps from idea to implementation to results, uh, let me know. I'm curious. So there are websites that catalog citizen science efforts, and I have several of them listed on my free PDF, Be a Marine Biologist Without the Degree. So head on over to the website and grab your copy. There are lots of citizen science projects out there that you can be a part of worldwide. Uh, The government can also have citizen science programs. For example, here in Florida, We have a CFAN network, and that's actually run by Florida Department of Environmental Protection. Um, And the CFAN network is where everyday folks can report marine debris, vessel groundings, anchor damage, invasive species, harmful algal blooms, fish disease, fish kills, discolored water, coral disease, and bleaching. They have quite an extensive list of things that everyday people can go out and report. And why this is beneficial for you, it starts to open your eyes a little bit to observation, a little bit more to the scientific realm, and you're also contributing to helping out the local environment. Um, If there isn't a program near you, create your own. Think of it like your own scientific inquiry. What do you want to know more about? Can you catalog the different plastics found in a local park? What about the native and invasive trees along a particular area? If you're coastal, what is washing up on your beaches? Is there different algae, plastics, critters? Does the different times of year affect this? Take a look at the environment surrounding you and get curious. If you're stuck somewhere, ask for help. Feel free to email me or contact a local university or research facility. By getting curious and sticking with a citizen science mission, this can accomplish the same goal as volunteering or an internship, meeting people, creating a network, learning what you do and don't like. But it has an added bonus of adding lots of scientific value to the community. A note for current students, if you are currently a high school or college student, all of these options, volunteering, citizen science, internships, are options for you. The world is so, so open for students. So make sure you're getting out there and exploring different opportunities that interest you. No matter what you choose to do, show up. Be reliable, be helpful, be positive. There's a lot of negativity in the world. Bring positivity to whatever you're doing. Anything can become just a job, even if your job is to dive in the shark exhibit, right? Sounds amazing. But when days are long or hard, remember why you wanted to do this in the first place. Make sure you're putting your best foot forward every day because you never know what opportunities may open up. I've heard from quite a lot of you that are looking at in-person opportunities and things are just weird right now because of COVID-19. And I totally get that. 
Um, we are just in a weird, weird, weird place in the world right now. And it may honestly place a temporary damper on in-person opportunities. Keep in mind that this is temporary. It is temporary. It really won't last forever, though. In some ways, it feels like it already has. Keep a list of the places that interest you. Reach out to them. Stay connected. Stay positive. Something will pan out. Get creative on ways to help, you guys. Be patient. Be persistent. It'll pay off. I hope you enjoyed this quick episode. If you did, let me know at hello at marinebio.life, and I will catch you next time. Thank you for listening to today's show. I'd love to hear any insight you've gleaned. Leave a comment in the show notes or send me an email over at marinebio.life. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a review and of course, share with your friends. If you want more resources for ocean news, including conservation topics and careers, plus personal insight from me that I just don't share anywhere else, join me at marinebio.life and sign up for email updates. Keep after your dreams and making waves in your community one person can make a difference. Thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you next time on the So You Want to Be a Marine Biologist podcast.